welcome to Quills and Cloaks, a writing and fandom podcast, delving into the world of fandom discussions, author writing tips, and of course, all things Harry Potter. I'm Christy J. Whitney, and I will be your host and your professor. So unroll those parchments because class is in session. Welcome, everyone. I'm so happy to be back with some new podcast episodes. As I said in my last episode, I had to take a bit of hiatus, but I am pleased to currently be working on some new things for you all. Today's podcast will be on the writing side of things. So if you are new to Quills and Cloaks, here on the podcast, I divide my time between chatting about writing and books in some episodes and then tackling fandoms and various topics related to Harry Potter. So for today, we're going to be talking about self-publishing. So I'm a traditionally published young adult author. I have three books out with Harper Voyager, which is an imprint of HarperCollins Publishing, and my debut books are a trilogy called the Romani Outcast series. And while they are traditionally published, which, if you aren't familiar with that term, it simply means that my books are with an established publisher, who I signed a contract with to, to produce these books and be paid royalties through the publisher. Being traditionally published means that my publisher took care of a lot of the details for me, such as assigning a cover designer to come up with my book covers, using an editor that worked with me to get my books up to par, and also a copy editor who went through the final stages of my books and corrected the small errors and the mechanics of the manuscript. So it's a much more collaborative effort, and the biggest thing that an author does not have to pay for is all of these. Uh, these services are all under the umbrella of a publisher, and none of it was up to me to provide myself. When it came time for me to look at how I wanted to pursue my next series of books, however, I did look at a variety of different options, including smaller publishers. My agent had left the business after my books were out, so I didn't have an agent, which does limit where you can submit your manuscripts. But I also looked at the market. YA fantasy has been a hard sell for the last 10 years, although it is now swinging back, which is great for me and other YA authors. But I wasn't having a lot of positive forward progress with my new series. So I began to consider trying the self-publishing route just to see what the experience was like. I had written Bleeder, which is a YA fantasy book, and it's the first book in what I hope will be a two or three book series. Now I had gone back and forth with submissions for Bleeder in many locations while also wrestling with the idea of going the indie author route. After working with a really great editor that I had met while submitted to a smaller press, I finally made the decision to just dive in and try self-publishing. And Bleeder was released just a few months later. So today, I wanted to share some of my experiences for anyone that might be thinking of trying the same thing. So the first one is the editing process. Now, this is something I had never really had to do on my own before. As I said, I had both an editor and a copy editor assigned to me with Harper Voyager. And my editor was amazing um, for my first two books. But then she left the company and I was assigned a new editor for my last book. And she was also really great. They would give me notes. We would collaborate. I would fix issues that they found in my manuscripts. And we really worked together to polish my stories. 
after the story and the writing was solid, it was transferred to a copy editor, who is the one who really nitpicks the manuscript for little corrections and details. So again, this was not something that I had to do on my own, and these were not people that I had to find or pay. All of this was provided as part of the process of traditional publishing. The second thing is the book cover design. When, uh, when I was working with Harper Voyager, we discussed cover ideas and concepts. I was given samples and sketches by their cover designer, and I was allowed to have a lot of say in the cover design, which was fantastic, although you don't always get the final say in traditionally published book covers. Ultimately, it's going to be up to their editor and team. But I was fortunate to be able to make a lot of comments and suggestions, but that was it. Again, I did not have to find someone or pay someone for this service. Thirdly, was the publishing process itself. Uh, that would be the templates or preparing the book for print or ebook, figuring out the cost, making the books available to purchase. All of those are things that are handled by your publisher and out of your control. Now, for me, it was a bit frustrating in the process because my publisher is located in the UK. And at the time that we were publishing my books, we had issues with get, getting the books here in the US on Amazon and also other places for a while. Um, the bulk of the marketing was geared towards readers in the UK. So I really had to do all my own marketing for my books here in the US. Uh, that was one of the deciding factors for me with my new series when I debated on whether or not to self-publish. So I knew that to tackle self-publishing, I was going to be responsible for so much more than I had been in the traditional model. But I also knew that there was an element of control that self-published authors have that traditionally published authors don't always have. Before making a decision, though, I reached out to some indie and self-published authors that I knew, and I asked a lot of questions. And they were honest and gracious with me. They pointed out the pros and the cons, and that definitely helped form my decision, hearing from people who had already done this and were still actively doing it. So I decided to take the plunge. And you might be an aspiring author out there. You might be published already. Or you might have a manuscript and you're thinking of going the route of indie or self-publishing. So what was my takeaway from the experience? First, it was a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. Not only are you writing and perfecting your story, but now you have to do all the other things to turn that story into a tangible book that people can hold in their hands or read as an ebook or both. So number one, money. You do have to spend money. How much depends on what services you think you need and what works for you. But I would recommend at least considering these two areas if you are going to spend money on self-publishing your book. The first one is a book cover designer. Now you can go to places like Fiverr and find really good deals um, for people that will design them, or you can spend hundreds of dollars. I would recommend doing your own research and deciding what is going to work best for you and your budget. The second thing is a copy editor. Now I used both a general editor and a copy editor for my book because even as an established writer, I can't always edit my books by myself. 
if you have a critique group or a partner, if you have someone that you go to that is good with helping you edit, then you might not have to pay for this service. You might just be able to get their help. However, I do definitely recommend you looking into someone who can catch all of those small details, word choices, grammars, mechanics, um, small story details. It helps your book to be more professional. Now, of course, editors and writers don't catch everything. You've probably noticed mistakes in even big New York Times bestselling books. Sometimes it's a glitch in the transfer of the manuscript to printed form, and sometimes it's honestly something that was just missed. I have mistakes in all my books, both traditional and indie, and so do every other author that I know. But using a copy editor can really make a huge difference in catching as many of those as possible. And the last thing I will say is marketing. Depending on your traditional publisher, you can get a little or a lot of promotion and marketing on your book done for you. If you're an indie author, well, you are on your own to market and promote your own books. And there are so many ways to do that. You can spend a little money or a lot of money but you are the sole person responsible for getting the work out about your books. And that's why authors so often push their books on social media or ask for reviews, because it's really up to us to make the book known to the world. And then hopefully we can interest readers enough to buy it. Because as we all know, if readers don't buy the books, authors can't make money and therefore can't write more books. It's just like any other business. So how has my experience been? Well, I re uh, released Believer, which is the first book in the Threshold novels, in late January of this year, 2022. So it's a bit too soon to tell how it's truly doing. The experience was difficult and very challenging, but I'm actually very glad I did it. It was definitely uh, a sense of accomplishment. It was nice to feel that I was in complete control of a project, but the marketing and publicity is tough. And many days you wonder if anyone even knows that you have books out in the world. And if they know, would they actually support you by buying a copy? It's definitely a growing experience. But at the end of the day, no matter how this new series does, I am glad that I pursued self-publishing for this story, and I feel that I've learned so much through the process. So thanks for joining me today for my self-publishing topic. I know it was a shorter episode today, but if you have questions or comments about self-publishing, you're always more than welcome to leave them in the comments section of my YouTube uh, page or also on my TikTok. And you can find both my Romani Outcast series and my new book, Bleeder, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or any place where you buy your books online. They are available in both paperback and ebook. And you are also very welcome to check out my author website, christyjwhitney.com. And that wraps up the podcast for today. Uh, in the next episode, we'll be swinging back to the fandom sides of things with a new topic. So I hope that you will join me for that. Until then, have a great day and good luck with what endeavors you have planned. Take care, everyone. Yeah.